Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose bouche I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Do I have to, like, explain my little meltdown there at the end of the show, or are we good? Oh, I, thought good was, right? I thought it was uh, really good. It shows our frustration. We've had enough of this. We're done with it. And then we're being told by a lot of people that, no, you're not, not done. done with this at all. Not only... Do we have to wait till Thursday, which will be here quickly? Not only do we have to wait for Thursday, 9 o'clock, to find out if the NFL is going to appeal, but if and then when, according to some, they appeal, then we have two days, or I should say we, uh, Deshaun Watson, his group, they have another two days to look over it and respond. I don't know why the response matters. (laughs) I mean, are they going to accept it? Uh, Maybe that's why it matters. And then we could be going to court. And that is something we just don't feel like dealing with. No. Because I don't think... Ultimately, Why in does court, want to go to court. What I I know some Browns fans are saying, "Good, that means Robert Kraft is going to go to court. That means Dan Snyder is going to go to court." And I'm like, I bet they won't. <laughs> I just have a feeling that this will just be about Deshaun Watson. My, the thing I bring up and why I'm so frustrated is that there's no recourse. Like I could go, because I, I said to Jim, today, and who cares? By the way, who cares if for us for Browns fans? Awesome. We get to see the hypocrisy in action that Robert Kraft gets in trouble. My football Snyder not gets on the in trouble. Field. But my player doesn't doesn't get to play. Yeah. So who cares about the other owners? For yeah. me in that situation. Uh well that's the thing I'd cling to because I have no other because my season's mm. shot. So I would cling to that. Um Great. Robert Kraft, instead of watching the games from his luxury suite. Has to watch at home. Is at home in his unbelievable home theater, probably furnished. By Extend Technologies, the podcast brought to you by Extend Technologies. That's a good point. Um, <clears throat> I think you're right about all that. What bothers me so much is like, I like, oh, these lawyers have long memories. I said that to Jim during the interview today, Jim Donovan. And I said, you know, these lawyers have long memories. And I go, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In 10 years, when they do the, na- the new CBA, we'll go through the same rigmarole again. Yes. In, in, okay, so it's been, well, it's not 10 years, it's been two years already, so in eight years, right? No, the next one is so, going to be crypto crime that the players will be committing. In six and years. It won't be written into the CBA yet. In six years, the player president will start telling players, hey, you better start saving, and they won't save. Yeah. And they will be caught in a very precur- uh, precarious situation because they don't have any money, mm-hmm. and then they're going to sign something that they probably shouldn't sign. Because they need their money now. And Every they time. can't afford to be locked up. Every it was so weird. Time. When they did it in the 80s, like there were guys who did cross the picket line. I know they made more money than regular folks. Mm. But when you have more money, what do you do? You spend more money. And when you're 20 more years problems. old. More Exactly. And I thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And you spend more money, you spend it because you're 20 years old. And by the way, I would have done the same. I would have done the same thing. 
I remember we had a show one time. Somebody said Joe Hayden. There was a report about Joe Hayden having like six cars, exotic cars. And there were people who had a problem with that, and we talked about it at night. How much money has he now yeah. made in his career? And I'm like, I'm like, guys, Joe Hayden's, I think, younger than we are. But I said, if I if I had the money that Joe Hayden have has at 23 years old, I would have done the same thing. Um, that's the way it works. So I'm not trying to say like, oh God, it's just the way it works. You're young, you're you're rich, you you got a chance, you get you have a chance to do things you never did before. You're going to spend that money. But it sets you up for a more desperate situation in the future about how to get back on the field. Like mm-hmm. in the 80s, it wasn't as much of a job. You didn't have as much money, so maybe you didn't spend as much. And so maybe you were a little bit better off to deal with a work stoppage and not to collect a paycheck. But in the NFL, where it typically anyway, you go eight months without a paycheck, you're just stuck in a spot. So I could sit here and fill the air in 2022. None of it's going to matter in 2030. It's not going to matter. So I can say, oh, Deshaun Watson, this sets a precedent of the NFL. Yes, it does. But will it matter? Will they will they not sign labor peace mm-hmm. over that? No, they'll come to an agreement on something. Because they have to. That's the way it works. Either way, I, I, I just, you know, I think a lot of us has just accepted it. You know, this is what it is. And it's and it's not it's not great. I think every single Browns fan out there would rather things be different. And be under different circumstances, but you know this is what it is. This is how it works, and so I think that they've accepted it, and they just want to see football with a chance to win games. That's what they want to see. So I'm as frustrated as anybody else because I care about the team, but I really care about the fans. That's that's why we're all fans of the team. Mm-hmm. We care about the area. It helps represent the area. Are you going to show that to me, or are you just going to whatever? Oh, it's just your mic. It's just, it's, I don't know. Oh, is my mic off? Yeah, bump it up a hair. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. I mean, it looks okay, okay. on the waves. Sorry, now, guys. Now it's way too loud. Okay, sorry about that. Let me. Turn now it's down way too bit. soft. Well, it's, it's you're Goldilocksing your mic. Oh, either way, um, are we good now? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's right in my face. I'm speaking with it right in my face. Well, now you're speaking louder. So, do we want to talk about your new plan, your new gym plan? So. I'm just not making it to the gym as much. Uh, There's a reason why I'm bringing this up. Well, just life is changing fast. I just I don't know how Keith Britton, with a kid and a wife, makes time and a home, and doesn't just make time. Ken. He leaves the house five a, hours before he has. Yeah, to. it's a two-hour production. It's it's two total hours, if not more, to get there to get back, and as long as he puts in maybe even more than two hours, that's just never going to be a part of my life going forward. I mean, I still I still run, I bike, and I play basketball. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And that's how I stay in shape, but I'm losing muscle mass. I mean, I looked at my arms yesterday, and they were never big arms, but I'm like, oh, my God, this is sad. This is sad what you become. So I have to make a decision on what to do because people tell me once the kid comes out in the next you know, three to four weeks, that's it. Wow, gym, August, that's right. Gym time is over. Well, if gym time's over, then I'm, I've always thought, and I know we all look in the mirror and see different things, I always thought I had a decent build in certain areas. Never could get the pecs where I wanted to, but shoulders were nice. The back, eh, a little laggy. No legs to speak of. I mean, legs were just never going to happen. You never work them out. How could you have legs to speak of? I did, actually, uh, after college, and then I just never got anything out of it. It just didn't do anything for me. I think bigger legs are a bigger deal now 
I, th- I feel like younger younger people love to have big legs. Women, by the way, they work on things they never worked on when I was young. Yeah, leg days important. So they have like they, three leg days a week. So they look different. They're stronger. Their legs are all stronger than the guys. Uh, that wasn't as big of a deal. And so for me, it was always cosmetic, and it was arms, shoulders, you know, core, still working on the core. But now I'm falling apart. None of that stuff seems to matter to me anymore. And I noticed a difference yesterday specifically. And I thought to myself, if I can't get to the gym anymore, what am I going to do? Well, we have a gym in this building. Problem is, it does not have all the free weights. The free weights go up to what? 30 pounds? Yeah. That's what most of these places have when there's nobody watching you. Talking like dumbbells and things dumbbells, like that. Dumbbells, yes. And they have just some machines and some treadmills, which will get the job done. And they don't I, have free bar weights at all. Right. Yeah. So I can, I think I can maintain with that, but I'm never going to add muscle mass. Those days are over. And I don't really need it. I don't really need it. I just want to maintain. I'm worried about my ability mm-hmm. to maintain from this point forward. And your gym is in a downtown location, not where we were. That I just don't feel like driving to anymore. It's not even that far. Mm-hmm. It just And you have to pay for that. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. We have a gym that's free. Here in the building. And so this is the problem here. So you are planning to work out at the gym here at the facility. Debating it. You said tomorrow is going to be your first today, day. Today, today. You're going down after the yeah. podcast. Are you going to work out or are you just going I'm gonna to work get out. the lay of the land? What are you going to work out? Uh, arms. Buys and tries. Okay. Did you bring different attire? Yes. It's in the car. Okay. So this is the problem I have. And I've never spoken about this on the air. Oh, wow. I'm going to... This is why you have to listen to the podcast. I'm going to unveil something about myself that has been a very sensitive subject for a long time. Is one of the things that bother me. So it's like, okay, you call me fat, you call me fat, that's fine. But when you say, like, Ken, you really need to work out. And I read that and I go, okay, F.O., let me tell you this. And for the last two years, I have gone to the gym as many as five days a week, at the minimum of three days a week. Whoa! Whoa! All right. So are we going to do this seriously? Or we yes, we're having a very yeah. serious that's conversation. That's why I didn't play the dun dun dun. So, and that's why we didn't do it that. Happened, Let's maybe one during... more for the road. Whoa! During the pandemic, <laughs> you know, I'm a heavy person. Uh, during the pandemic, I went on a... Uh, I don't want to go that far uh, and tell anybody that thing. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you're the, already here. Let's during go. the pandemic, I, I got a little nervous because, you know, we didn't ha- yet have and, – and whatever you guys think of the vaccine, I'm not trying to be one of those people, okay? We're not trying to do that here. But you can't help but get a little nervous and be like, well, we don't have a vaccine yet. And I just – I listened to Bill Maher, and he's just talking about fat people dying from, from COVID. Mm. And, it, and, it, and I'm a fat person, and it, and it, it can be startling. Because you always think it's not going to happen to you. And you're like, what if it happens to you? What if that happens to you? So I'm like, I got to get in good cardiovascular shape. So four days a week, I spend one hour a day either doing elliptical, attack bike, uh, treadmill, bike, all four, Stairmaster. Like I, I had the Ric Flair workout going there for mm-hmm. a bit. And Bikram yoga. Uh, no, not well. No. That would be a walk off. You did it way too early, <laughs> and I've done that for two years now, and I did it at this great gym, unpaid mm-hmm. testimonial, in Streetsboro, the powerhouse, and there. And Dean Caputo is a wonderful man, and he's a miracle worker. And if you're in the area, 
Unpaid testimonial. Go check him out. Wonderful place. Wonderful people. Wonderful family. Those Caputos. And then because of my schedule, where I work in the morning and then I work in the afternoon, um, I I know I cannot not go to the gym. You can afford to not go to the gym for a month. I simply cannot. Um, I have felt personally better about myself in the last two years than I did any of the years previously. I know you did. I could, not, I could sense it, I'm by not, the way. I, I still sweat like an animal, uh, but I'm not winded going up the steps. I Listen, I, I understand I'm morbidly obese. And uh, that's nothing to joke about. And I've, I've had, I have a warped sense that's of... That's all you've ever done is joke about it. Well, I know, but but in seriousness, morbid obesity is not something to joke about. But I've had a warped sense. I've told you that. Like, you know, the whole fat shaming thing and anti-fat shaming culture. And I've believed that I should be shamed because I should be ashamed to look like this. Um, and that's, you know, that can be a sad thing. But I've been very sensitive to that over time with other people and about their weight and things of that nature. And I'm sure Keith is listening to this and laughing his ass off. Either way. Whatever. What's he hiding? So, three hours a day at the gym. What's he running from? I, I like to go walk-offs. in three, four days a week, get that good deep sweat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I sweat through. I wear the sweat jacket and I wear the long pants and I get the good sweat. And sometimes I listen to podcasts just to challenge myself. One time, I can't do without music. One time, my, my headphones died. My other headphones it's I had. It's a disaster. I can't it do it either. To have to sit there and listen to my own wheezing is a form of torture unlike I've ever had since high school. It's like you're in, in Gitmo. But you really do. Yeah. I, I'm being dead honest that I cannot forever, from now till the end of time, cannot work out without something. Oh, yeah. But it got to a point before this, I mean, before even COVID, it got to the point where I, I was having to take a rest. Um, I was having to take a rest while I was, like, doing yard work. Like, I, w- I would... um. I would weed whack and my back would hurt and I'd have to sit down and, and like let my back rest for a second and then do it. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, I talked about being winded going up steps, you know, um, it just like it's at some point life changes and you know, you just can't do those sort of things. And, uh, but obviously I'm still heavy cause I, I eat like I eat the same foods my th- my three sons eat. And so I know that that's something that's got to go. Um, and it's something you work on, and I don't want to get too discouraged about it because, you know, Tom Arnold's talked about it so many times where I think he was most poignant. He said it in the uh, Chris Farley documentary. If I was addicted to heroin and I decided to stop doing heroin, and today's the day I'd, I'm done doing heroin, I'm done doing drugs, and at the end of the day I can look myself in the mirror and I said, I didn't do drugs today. And I feel so much better about myself and I'm, fe- I'm so much at, 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 at ease with myself, that's fine. And this is Tom Arnold saying this, and I thought it was just incredible. He goes, you say you're going to go on a diet, and you eat very well that first day, and then you go to bed, and you look in the mirror before you go to bed, and you're still fat. And it's so hard. It's just so hard to deal with. And so, you know, it's something that always has bothered me. And I and there's been, there's been several people who've tried to do like a serious come-to-Jesus moment with me. One was... Um, you would tell me about some of these, by the one, way. One of them was one of the most awful situations I've ever been in in my life. Uh, one guy handed me a card right in front mm-hmm. of my own wife. I remember you told um, me that. Which I felt terrible about. And so over the last two years, you know, you do things and you try to get in. And I, I didn't want to talk about it because, you know, other other guys have talked about it and they've talked about it being on air. And I, did, I didn't want to let anybody down. You know, I didn't want to do like a weight loss 
program. Why did you feel that that would be letting people anybody because, down? Because I, I've struggled with it now for I I was a thin child, and I've struggled with it now for you know twenty something years, and uh, you know it scares you a little bit. You know you think about your kids, and I've I've said before, like I've said to Axel, Axel's a thin young man, and I said, don't be like daddy. And it's like, God, that's pathetic. You even have to say that to your son. So, you know, over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of working out. And uh, I just didn't want to let down as much as, you know, we say things. And it's like, Ken, did you really mean that seven months ago? Did you really mean that two years ago? And we make fun of each other's bad takes. I have, I never wanted to really let a listener down and go, hey, I've taken this product and I lost 40 pounds. I lost 100 right. pounds. And then immediately put it back Which on. Which we've seen happen which we've so, seen basically happen. everybody in Cleveland radio I, who has done it's this. It's the one thing I've never done, and I don't think I ever will. It's the one thing that I just go, no, it's a very because it's a very personal thing to me, mm. and that's why I haven't shared it over the last two years. And it's it's a very personal thing to those people. So I had a the reason I bring this up. I'm, if this is therapeutic, and thank you for letting me say all this because we're talking about you, and then I kind of did my thing here. And yeah, I'm I mean, we are going to make fun of you behind your back. Yeah, I mean, there's fu- just well, no, no way that's, around that's it. something I've accepted. That's something that I'm perfectly fine with. <laughs> no, that's you know what? Life I, we live. I, I actually have a big... I can't say... I, well, no, I've, I've looked at this... Real quick. I've looked at this as a radio guy. I, mm. I rip professional athletes all the time. Mm. I rip Zion Williamson for being overweight. I rip them guys. You guys are more than welcome to rip me. I'm a public mm. figure. I, I don't think I'm a bad guy. I think I'm well-intentioned. If you just think I'm a colossal fat ass, if that's the worst thing you've ever said about me, then fine. What? So so be it. Like I know I'll die someday, probably sooner than I should, but I'll do it with a clear conscience. Yeah, but you Go know ahead. when it would when it would come up on the radio and and there would be an attempt to have some fun with it, you were always so good natured and I am good spirited about it, and I will continue. But to then be. almost to such a point where I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? This isn't helping anybody. Is it a cheap laugh? Maybe there's some people at home. Who this gets them through their day and they enjoy it, and we try to move on. Because if I ever really enjoyed if, if I, joining in on it, no. Though. Because if I listen, everybody has a foible. Everybody has something that 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 they are are maybe either sensitive about or something like that. And I go, man, if I'm sensitive about that, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I mean, what we I, I think that one of the fun things is, and, and this has gotten us in trouble with some contemporaries who take themselves very seriously is that we don't take don't take ourselves very seriously and we don't take each other very seriously and that that's to a fault and um you know i've rubbed people the wrong way we have a very famous incident now of uh a sports writer mm-hmm. that i've rubbed the wrong way that that not who people recently not that man another person who Again, that man had no problem going on the air and saying I was in the pocket of a certain team here, mm. but the second I said it, he had a problem with it. And I said, it's all supposed to be fair on the radio, and I have a problem with that way of thinking. Mm. I, I'm a person who is I, – I can take a joke, I think, as good as anybody in the city on the air. And uh, that's something I actually pride myself on, is being able to do that. And so there are certain things that I'm very personal about. I, you know, the, the, the family things and all that stuff, eventually we'll get to it. But when it comes to this – it's something I take very seriously, and it makes me feel better about myself, even though I don't look better. I know I don't look better. I mean, I, I, I don't want to tell that story. I, I know I don't look better, but I feel better, and, and it matters to me, and it matters to how I conduct myself, how I conduct my life. Part of my, part of my personal dignity, part of my, uh, I guess, um, what is the word I'm groping for here? One day you said it about, you know, something about diet. And you said I had, not discipline, what was the word? Willpower. 
about certain things. And I said, you know, that's the only thing I think, like, I, I really love, I, I like going out with you. I like having a drink. I like having a lot of drinks. I think if I had to tomorrow, I'd quit drinking. I could quit drinking. If I had to quit up my cigars, I'd quit smoking my cigars. Well, how do you ever, yeah, eating but, is something totally exactly. different. Exactly. But you know what? If I want to eat and I want to, dr- if I want to eat my meat and, and smoke my cigar and drink my drinks, you can't just keep going down that mm-hmm. hill. You're going to have to do something to help yourself out. So that's part of it. And again, there are several health benefits that I felt over the last two years. This is a long-winded way of saying. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what I'm worried about. So since my schedule has changed, mm-hmm. I have to work out downstairs. I don't know if I'm comfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with Toad in the same workout space as the same time as I am down there. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable See, with this. See, ju- I just, you know what ran There's through my mind? There's a lot of things I'm willing to do with you. I don't mm. know, and I will not work out with you, but I still don't want you in the same What about area. showering after? That's going to be a factor. I have to shower after. Uh, we're going to have to share some stalls. And listen... I, you want to soap me up? Vision Gonna take head, you a while. The vision in my head that just danced through is today, you are staunchly opposed. And a year from today, I've got 30 people in a Lima boot camp down there, <laughs> station to and station. I will not, oh, God. And Ken's dropped 55 pounds. And I'll be over in the corner. And no, no, Kenny I Crumpton, will be over in the corner Kenny and not Crumpton, doing it. Kenny Crumpton's going to be over it here. Down there. Yeah, we're going to be kicking it with Kenny down there. I'm going to be charging people because, damn it, I'm making money. I'll be out of the radio business. I'll just be making money being a fitness instructor. And here we go. Here we go. You've got to keep the job part-time so you have access to the gym. Oh, that's right. I lose the gym. I'm always afraid that those guys start cults, though, and that's the scary thing about it. Maybe that's what I'm into now. Don't bring your wife around. It's too much of a commitment going on. It's uh, But it's always been been so personally to the Mm. point where I've – this is another sad thing is I've told people – I've met listeners at at the gym in Streetsboro, at the powerhouse in Streetsboro, and there was this one kid named Timmy. Timmy, mm-hmm. and he he was a high school kid, and he graduated high school, and he's like, I listen every morning on the way in. I'm like, why are you listening to sports talk radio on the way in, young man? <laughs> but he 
he, I told him, I was like, don't, don't bring this up in public that I do this. Don't please. I, I'm just asking. Don't, I mean, if you're secret society, yeah. of gym cause rats. he's like, can I have a picture? Can I, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And he's a great kid. Great kid. This, mm-hmm. this Timmy kid. But I'm like, please don't, don't tell anybody that I do this. Cause it's my thing. It, it, it's been my thing for a long time. And it took me a lot. It took me two years. I've held this in for two mm-hmm. years. The place I go that I don't tell anybody about. Um, and I've held this in for two years and, and now it's like, well, you know what? We're opening up a lot of things here. I might as well, but every, we get there about that. But I, my mm-hmm. hope is by the time I retire, you know, everything about me. And there's other things in there from my family history that we will certainly get to at some point. But now with you there, I, I don't know. I don't want to be trying to, my workout is my workout. Don't and I don't want to be judged on, by you. On. I don't, don't believe it's the one thing. I don't wait know why second. it's the one thing that's my thing. It's don't my, you, it's my one thing. Do your one thing. Don't you remember what it was like in high school? Cause you used to tell me you'd brag. I mean, you weren't trying to brag, but you kind of were proud. Some of the weightlifting. I still know my numbers and exactly. what I used to lift. I know I benched 335. Yep. I know that I squatted I squatted at one point 735 in college. And at one point Jeez. on my sons, I, I, I was able to leg press 1350. Oh, you're in the 2000 club. Yeah. That's almost Now, that was the leg press. That's, uh, yeah. that's on the machine there. Because yeah. we did, in high school, we did squats. Right. We did squats. We did uh, cleans. And we did, uh, we did uh, bench. Mm-hmm. And so you, you had, if you did 1,000 pounds, you had Survivor. And I had, I still have the, you have the shirt. shirt. Yes. You have the shirt. Yes. Uh, you didn't survive that shirt, or that shirt didn't survive you. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but but uh, don't you remember how competitive you were? Why do you think it's different now? Why why would you be so focused in on anything else but yourself and your your well, your quest I'm to get to where you want to go? I mean, I'm glad you bring that your up. Your journey. I think, like a lot of people who do this who do anything publicly in an, in an entertainment fashion, mm-hmm. there's a lot of self-doubt there. There's even self-loathing there. Like, I used to lift like crazy. I'll never forget how, how I was ashamed. One day, my high school football coach was out, which Coach Wakefield never took days off. He had a day off. I don't know what it was for. And they just got any regular substitute because it's like, the players run the program themselves. Don't worry about it, right? Off-season program, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. And so, we well, you had a weightlifting class. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, you did. That's you had part that. of the, yeah. we yeah. did power, yeah. power exactly. I lettered in power Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, it was just a place where football players could go, and we would lift, and then you'd watch tape. You're down there for two hours. Right? Yeah. And so, I'll never forget, I can't believe I'm sharing this. I get down there, and I'm getting ready to do dumbbell, dumbbell press. And I mean... It was, I felt like my buddies were like Lou Ferrigno's dad and pumping iron. <laughs> I and I get the dumbbells. I mean, we're over, we're like 120 on each of the dumbbells. Boom, boom. And I'm just pressing them out one after another. And I I got done. And the dude, I can't, my memory is terrible. I can't believe I, I remember this thing. I have a terribly strong memory for some very embarrassing things in my life. The guy was looking, he's like, holy Jesus. And someone, and he said to somebody, my buddy Jake told me, and my buddy, because my buddy was laughing his ass off. My buddy Jake was a starter, and he played three ways. He played offense, defense, and every special teams. Like, he played every play in certain games. We were a D1 program. We had 80 kids on the roster. Jake was a hell of an athlete. And Jake's laughing his ass off. He goes, he th- that, that guy over there thinks you're all Ohio. I'm third on the death chart. You're doing Nick <laughs> I'm, I'm getting things. ready for my senior uh. year, and this is back before real cell phone cameras, 
and I got people around me screaming, and I'm banging out weights, mm-hmm. getting ready for our senior year, and I'm like, no, I suck at football. <laughs> I suck at football. I can't play here. I could play in Connaughton Valley mm-hmm. or maybe Fairless. You'd have been I good at West play G. Here. These kids are all better than me. And it's like, what was it all for? What a waste. So there's there's a lot of self-loathing in there, too. And I think that's part, and that is, in a weird way, part of the motivation. Yeah, but you are you are ultra competitive as much as we make jokes. You are ultra competitive in other things. And I don't even think it's a, a matter of in this. competitiveness. I think the competitiveness becomes, oh, Anthony's down there. I'm going to go down there. Uh, Anthony's going down there, and I wasn't going to go down there. I was going to go get lunch or go do something else. No, now I'm going down there. I think that's the type of stuff that happens and can transform the experience. It's not even a uh, it's not even a tacit. Well, I don't know. Is he giving? Is he motivating me? Is he is he getting in my face? Like no, it's just you go about your business. It and is do whatever a way to keep. Do. I guess it's a way. And no one wants to say something here, but I, I think it, maybe it is a way to keep you. I don't have to worry about it. you. Can motivate yourself. Maybe it's a way to keep me on the up and up. In a way, yeah, it's an accountability thing, right? Yeah, I think that's why probably I know that's why I've gotten the way that I am because I, when I was in the military, I had accountability oh, partners, Jesus. right? So, and now, and along with the back injury, that's really kept me out of it. Uh, but what here I, come the but, no. Here's what I want to say, and you can ask my wife about this because we've had the talk about it. You've had the talk. That when the kids were starting school on August 24th, I was going to start using the gym downstairs after. Oh, my God. We're all going to be down there. And now I absolutely cannot. It's a competition of sweat. Oh, that's silly. That's silly. Go down there. Go start Because I can't go hard because I have a broken disc in my back. You don't have to go hard. Oh, and I just, I I could rattle off my numbers right off the top. Honestly, you need an indoor swimming pool. Uh, And you guys both know this. Well, no, that's going to be part of my PT. But just as far as, yeah. I have not lifted a weight. In in that sense, I carry a medicine ball when I do mm. the walk, and I go like it goes up and down the hills, so I can get the good sweat going there. I haven't lifted a weight in years, because to me there's no point. And I had a, I, I at the beginning of the year, this is how long now two years. A personal trainer, I had to tell the I had to tell, I, I I called him by his first name. I had to tell the owner, I was like, don't don't have the personal trainers bother me. I know it's the beginning oh, of the year. I know they, they got to make their money. Because I had it. I had a personal trainer go. You know, I see in here every day. If you start lifting, you know how much quicker that stuff goes off. And I'm like, I'm, and I was as nice as I possibly could be, and I couldn't help it. I had to tell him, like, man, don't, don't have those guys bother me about any of that stuff, or I will stop coming here. And I, I do not want to stop coming here. I don't want to go to other place. I don't want to stop going to the gym. I just go. I don't want to be bothered. I'm doing my thing. This is the way it works. Mm -hmm. And they were perfectly fine after that. They were perfectly fine. But I'm telling you, like. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I mean, I'm big fat piggy. We need to get you. We need to get you some kettlebells. Those me? are those are unbelievable. I was thinking about putting some weight in a backpack. Yeah. Uh, I, drop yeah. the Taco Bells. I see that, but you know what? <laughs> Honestly, now at home, they they've made it so easy, and they've made them better. Those adjustable weights. They've yes. made them better, so they take up no space in your home, yes. and they've made them so they don't fall apart mm-hmm. after a year. So they're good. You got to pay for them, but, but you know. But actually, well, you you have the room for a whole damn gym in your place. I mean, I know you have the radio yeah, studio, but I don't want to do it. I, yeah. My neighbor's got a gym downstairs. My neighbor's got a my neighbor's got a gym downstairs. You got in his the basement. body shop next door. I Come will on. not go. I will not. I hate. I, so I've been on that stupid Peloton mm-hmm. as many times as I possibly can. And you want to talk about grinding out time that I hate. You didn't I'm like never it. motivated. Because it's in my own home. Okay. This is my time. I think a lot of people found that out. I think the stock prices uh, found that out. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, I, well, no one's buying new ones. People are people buy them, then they're giving it up, and they're selling them for cheap. 
and Liz uses that thing, and that and that's comfortable for okay. Liz. But for me, I'm comfortable going to a different place. It's my time, and I don't want to be bothered mm. by anything. Because frankly, because I put my cell phone, my, my cell phone goes on do not disturb, and if if I get a, if I wake if I get done with my workout and I have an ass load of texts and I have I've had a I've there's been a and it's not all the time every now and then it's like where the f are you from my wife like yeah. those type of things yeah and I'm like hey I was at the gym I I gotta do this at the he puts his hands up in the air the, at gym. the gym oh I was getting a sweat in all right people are asking if Randy Buffington is going to be joining our boot camp oh well that's a different type of boot camp. He's putting the boots to something, ain't he? <laughs> Season two, Randy Buffington. Are you doing games with him? I think I might be with Gerard week one down in Athens. Are you bleeping me? I think it's going to be – I talked to Gerard yesterday. Nothing's set in stone. Can I say some nice things? I know he's supposed to – but he's on their network here, so we can say well, it, right? you can say it. Can I say these things? Huh. What I love so much about Gerard Cherry is that he's not a typical athlete. What now, does that I've worked, mean? I've worked. I what haven't, does that mean? Like, don't take this. I I haven't worked with Dustin in years. Okay, so don't even start drawing comparisons. I haven't worked with. I mean, we haven't worked with Wells in years. Don't don't start drawing comparisons. I work with Gerard every fall, and what I love so much about Gerard, there's a lot of guys and a lot of former athletes, and they start out and they take it so seriously. And a month in, they're just looking at their phone. They only want to talk football. Right, right. Once football season's over, they don't care. I mean, guys that we talk, we, like guys, usually it's been former football players. Actually, Jonathan Wells wanted to talk LeBron and only he, LeBron oh, every yeah. single damn he day. That that we smoke for it. Yeah. We stole Holy a God. show one time. about. I call it that you way when a show comes it out of nowhere. Great. Lima was off. <laughs> Jonathan got on the air and said he what it was something about LeBron, and it was four. I couldn't get him off it. Four hours <laughs> telling fans they didn't want that smoke. I mean, it got threatening. He was he willing was to meet screaming. people oh, in Temecula. Yes, he wanted to fight people he didn't immediately. Care. So I, I, I've always loved Jonathan for that. But Gerard, he prepares, he works, he mm -hmm. wants the questions, he wants all the stuff. Oh, I saw him at Mac Media Day. He was there. I go, dude, how long were you there? He goes, nine hours. He was with Red Guy doing yeah. Mac Media Day. And I go, whew. I go, uh, how was it? He goes, it was long, but he was ready. He had his notes. He had everything ready to go. I know it's sad that we have to say this. We've seen athletes that have worked without mm -hmm. the notes and haven't put the work in. Yep. And so Gerard getting that getting that role, and it's a, it's a rebuilt. They were the home of the Browns. It's a rebuilt booth now uh, with Jim Donovan you know, being the play-by-play, -play, and now Gerard on the sidelines, which I think is going to be very interesting because I know some people are wondering how that's going to go. Uh, it's very interesting because you're going to have the actual football mind on the field, which is the well, way that football players actually watch football it, and, and diagnose football a lot of times. And I say, like, hey, because you, you, he's going to work his ass off at it. He'll be good at it. And I'm glad you mentioned Reg because, you know, mm -hmm. he worked with Reg for a long time just doing radio in general yeah. and then, you know, doing games. And Reg, I, he probably doesn't even know this. Um, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He, in effect, taught me how to work on, especially with play-by-play, because I learned from Bill Needle, and I people always say, radio people here always say that Bill Needle could be a real SOB. Um, to me, he always took a shine to me, and I don't know why. I treated him with a ton of respect. Now, I was very respectful to Bill Needle, God rest his soul. And for whatever reason, he just decided I could be with him. And so I went to his games when he did Kent State games, <laughs> and he was showing me 
how to do the job and how to prepare, not just do the job on air. That's one thing, but how to prepare for the job. And so like the, the tricks that I would, if, if you asked me to do a basketball game tomorrow, I would still do this to get the manila folder and write mm-hmm. and, and get the color coordinated pens out and write it. Well, that was something that Bill and Michael worked on. So if Bill and Michael worked on, I guarantee Gerard did the same Correct. thing. Cause I learned, I learned from, Bill Needle, who worked with Michael Ray Guy, who they did the same thing. So, in effect, I learned from Reg. And so, it, it, and Reg prepares like crazy. He doesn't go into anything half-assed oh God, on the air no. when it comes to t- when it comes no. to radio and TV. I don't think he. I, I I don't know what he's done in other things, but I tell you what, none of that's half-assed. He's always prepared mm. to the T. And so, if he taught him, then Gerard comes from that type of thing where it makes sense that he would prepare for everything mm. that hard. Because yeah, we've. We've been with former players at times who they start looking at their phone and they just start asking. Uh, I called a game with a guy that was eating. eating He was eating during during the game. During the fourth quarter, he was eating during the game. By the way, it was only like a two touchdown game. It wasn't like it was way over. Uh, He had his notes closed. He was foot out the door. He had already made money earlier in the day at an alumni event. And he's calling the game with me. He didn't say anything in the fourth quarter. And my, at the point at uh, back then, girlfriend, now wife, mm-hmm. way back when, this was like a month ago, uh, she goes, is that normal for the announcer to be eating during the game? Because she was there for, for the second a half. For gag, maybe. <laughs> if, you were, if you were doing Todd Blacklidge's right, Todd Taste Blacklidge. of the Town and yeah. you came back from the break and he was eating the nachos, no, no, yes, no, no. that might be part of it. No, no, he had <laughs> fast food that he had gotten before. Uh, I don't even think he dressed up for the game. This is who I was paired with. It was a great, uh, it was a great lesson. <laughs> I don't even, don't even mention the game because no. people look back, and I no. don't want anybody to Rudy Marski. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> so I, I give Gerard a lot of credit because I've seen a lot of former players, and they're really excited at first. Yeah, and then they realize like, then they're like, it, am I gonna, am I gonna make network? Am yeah. I gonna be, am I gonna be Troy Aikman? Well, they become immensely competitive, and it's like, well, hey, if if you do good at this, you can go and you can you can make good money, and you can work your way up. Mm. I mean. Dustin, how long has Dustin done games on ESPN? A decade? Yes. And Dustin, God bless him, has mm. worked his way up to do what he's do. He's done SEC games now. So he's worked his way up di- diligently. No offense to Dustin. He wasn't on the rocket ship that Pat McAfee was no, on. No, no. But he understood that it was going to be hard work and diligence to get him and being able to reach through the camera and being able to, and, it's, and, it's, and it was tough for Dustin because I remember this process, the reaching through the camera part, being willing to be critical of certain people and having to deal with people sending you emails, that family sending you emails. And you know what? Still worked with Dustin. He worked, yeah. he went his, he went up after he started getting critical after he really started uh, uh, teaching the game on the air. He thinks I don't watch. I watch as many games as I possibly can. Win. I botched a name in my first game. <laughs> I got, I got the meanest email I've ever gotten really in any anything that I've ever done in my career, and I was like, "Yeah, you got to prep a little better. Got to be, uh, got to be. It, it, it kick, it whips you into shape very quickly." Like, yeah, that was me being lazy. I gotta get, I gotta get better at this real quick because that's not, it's not easy up there. <laughs> yeah, Dustin, Dustin may have a big announcement soon about that, but he's uh, riding that rocket ship. Look at everybody from our station. Just look, Nick Wilson's back. He's kicking ass. Getting and the band games. back together, man. We got a former host who's having the best life he's ever had. It's amazing. Okay, well, I don't know if I want to do that. 
Uh, anyway, um, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, and I'm just going to say something to fill the silence because there's no way you can do a walk-off shot there. Are you going to camp today or not? No. I'm going to camp. No. I brought a change of clothes. Camp Lima, downstairs, 11 a.m. Let's go. If you're in the Halley building, I'll meet you down there. No, don't oh. tempt him. Don't okay. do that. That's not a walk-off shot either. Don't do that. I just meant we'll you do it. What are you doing we'll again? In the... Back and buys today? Uh, no, just buys and tries. Buys and tries. I get, I'll get back to full body. Uh, we're getting back into it. This is I feel man. I looked at my arms yesterday. Really? And I was like, this is bad. And I have a farmer's tan. And I always you remember me? I'd be out, out the pool with a drink. I'd never have a farmer's tan. I have a farmer's tan again, Kenny. It's it's bad. I'm disgusted with myself right it's now. It's so weird. I don't want to be. I don't want to see you in a locker room setting, and I don't want to see you in a gym setting. We've stayed in the same hotel. But this is where the picadillos come in, because I thought it was weird that you went to bed in nothing but your underwear, because I was like, you need to put a shirt on and some basketball shorts. I was wearing this a G. I was wearing a g-string. And then you went downstairs to go number two. You wouldn't go number two in our room. Oh, that was that you was went a courtesy. Downstairs to the lobby. No, that was a courtesy. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Really? Grown men. Yeah. You could, oh, I've been schooled. You got to dump. You got to dump. No, no. And I told you we. You could flush as you go as no, a courtesy. No, no, that doesn't do anything. Uh, I am no longer allowed to go in our hotel room when I'm with my wife. Big part. And that? I am really good at finding the secret bathrooms in a hotel. I know where they are. One of these days when we went on vacation, I will tell you the story how I was shaking like Karen over the toilet, getting rid of the drugs one time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 